Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the group editor of Woman and Woman and Home magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV Times, TV and Satellite Week and What's on TV magazines. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 9th of February 2024 including Ambika Mod and Leo Woodall in a new adaptation of David Nichols's best-selling romance One Day on Netflix and <laughs> a group of party <laughs> animals trying to run a busy bar on a Greek island in Ryland Clark's new reality show Hot Mess Summer on Prime Video. And we'll also be bidding a fond farewell to Larry David's brilliant US comedy Curb Your Enthusiasm on Now TV and stepping back in crime once more, get it, with Victorian sleuths Miss Scarlet and the Duke on Alibi. But first, Ian, what is in the news? Matt Damon will star in the Netflix thriller Animals, directed by his mate Ben Affleck, which is all about a mayoral candidate whose son is kidnapped. We've all been there. What else is in the news, Hannah? Well, Jack Whitehall will play a young man who tries to worm his way into the lives of a wealthy family in Prime Video's psychological thriller, Malice. Nice. He looks all handsome now, doesn't he, uh, Jack Whitehall? Well, he's got that? a very good-looking wife, a nice oh, little baby. It's all going good. He's living the dream. Well, we've got a good and certainly very varied selection for you, Hannah. Now, if I said this to you, pretty 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 good what would you think <laughs> that you'd gone mad yes or you might think hello that's larry david from curb your enthusiasm and you'd be right and it's coming back for the very last time i'm sorry to say on sky comedy and now tv it returned on monday the 5th of february and here is a clip pretty 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 cute i gotta be me that's what happens when people have sex. They say, I love you. You're very special. People talk like that? Yeah. Men do that? Well, this is one of my all-time favourite comedy shows. Let's get that out there, first of all. Um, 24 years it's been going. It's created by and stars Larry David, who, of course, is the co-creator of The Great Seinfeld, all of which is available to binge on Netflix, in case you hadn't noticed. So he plays himself, a version of himself, um, and it's just about his sort of daily life in L.A. It's got a lot of his mates guest star in it, a lot of celebrities play themselves in it over the years, and it's really about him kind of getting into scrapes, getting very annoyed by sort of social situations or... <laughs> That's it, really. I mean, it's like they said, Seinfeld was, was they called it famously, the show about nothing. And this is just about Larry going about his daily life and just getting really annoyed by things and getting into just terrible situations. There's a lot of, there's a lot of embarrassing sort of socially awkward situations because of his insistence on sticking to his guns on certain things. So anyway, if you haven't watched it, you, you should definitely take a look because it's, I think it's a superb comedy so we're returning alas for the final time it's the 12th and final series he's 76 now larry david he's looking pretty pretty good and um so as we return now i've missed a few series i must admit so i wasn't familiar with what was happening as we return so in episode one he's been invited to the birthday party of a rich 
businessman in Atlanta. And he has created this show called Young Larry. And for reasons that I won't go into, he was forced to cast this particular actress in it. And she's very annoying and she's become a big star. He goes to this birthday party and yes, things of course inevitably things go wrong and even though he's been told he must be cordial is the key in order to get his appearance fee naturally things start to unravel pretty quickly so you've got uh, another sprinkling of celebs uh, this time around you've got Conan O'Brien you've got Sienna Miller Steve Buscemi Tracy Ullman of course is uh, she's in it she plays uh, Larry's current girlfriend she's very funny Although I am a massive Curb fan, what I will say is perhaps it's time for it to go because I did find episode one, it was quite shouty. Uh, and, and like the first sort of set piece was Larry having a sort of screaming fit because Siri in his car won't understand where he wants to go to. I mean, I don't think that's particularly groundbreaking, but there is some good stuff in there. So, yeah, I shall be sorry to see it go. I have absolutely loved it. Go back and watch it. There's so much good stuff in the previous series. But, yeah, perhaps its time has come. Hannah, are you a Curb fan? It's funny, isn't it? Because it's just quite grumpy. And when you kind of um, read interviews with him, he kind of he talks about why it's coming to an end and how he has to go back to being the real him and the nice, kind, patient person that he really is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Uh, he's playing himself. I think it's good to go on high, isn't it? I mean, we'll all miss it. And it is, it is very, very funny. And it's testament to how good it is to get the big names that he's getting on the show. Um, it's just very, very funny, like you say, and it, I, there's not much else on the TV like it, um, which is, again, I, I suppose why it's quite niche and it's done so well. But, um, yeah, it's it's come to an end, and I think it's probably good to bow out on a high. Next up, it's this week's big new release, a romantic drama series landing on Netflix on Thursday, the 8th of February. It's called One Day. And here's a clip. You have all these people telling you how great you are. You know, smart and funny, talented. Oi. I've been telling you for years. So why don't you believe it? He's still mates with Dexter. He's doing all right for himself. Pizza Express would have been fine. After we met, I had a bit of a crush on you. So what happened to it? Yeah, so this is based on the novel One Day, um, which was um, out in 2009 and was really, really incredibly popular at the time. Um, and then it was made into a film in 2011 and it wasn't brilliantly well received. And now Netflix, you know, we, we talk about this quite a lot, don't they? Where we sort of, they, they do the film and suddenly now they make a, a series. And so this is this has 14 episodes so they've kind of taken the, the the book and then as I say made episodes rather than a film and I suppose there's a risk with that given um as I say how it was it was it was mixed reviews for the film and also I think and perhaps that was because it was so close to the actual novel and when it was out and people still reading it because I think sometimes if you go too far away from the book and people have absolutely loved the book it can kind of ruin it can't it so I think perhaps there was a, a multitude of, of, of issues in, in, in the film this is quite different so as I say it's 14 episodes um, and you've got Am Ambika Mott who um, plays Emma um, and you've got Leo Woodle who plays Dexter and what 
what this does is that this this shows and follows what happens to these two every year on the 15th of July, which was the anniversary of their first meeting. So it's a span of two decades. It's quite clever, actually. And you get to see some really, really fun, different clothes because, of course, it's spanning two generations. Um, and you get to see, like, um, Emma uh, go from sort of very, very... Sort of, you know, go through that difficult kind of younger age right through to really sort of being this lovely, which is always confident, sort of really more confident woman and beautiful and well turned out. And just, it, it's just really, in, I love the way they've done that actually. I really enjoyed it. And these two people are um, so completely different. So Emma is, you know, this sort of bright young thing that wants to change the world, or she says the corner of the world that she might live in. Um, and um, Dexter is this bit of a playboy. The girls love him. Um, and they they sort of fall together um, at the, on the night of, the, of their graduation. And they go back to her flat. And they just it was sort of a it, it kind of question the idea that how one one mo in one moment your life can change. So sort of a minute before or a second before that person wasn't in your life and then a second later they become, you know, somebody that you become A, really good friends with and then possibly later on even have a relationship with. And um, they're so different and they do say opposites attract, of course. Um, and he's instantly attracted to her in a, in a, in a way that she, he finds her so interesting. And she's not fawning over him like other girls. She's completely different to the other girls that he's hanging around with. And as I say, you, every year you go back and see, um, you know, what their lives are doing together. And I actually haven't read the book, but now watching the first episode of this, I want to go and read the book. I think it's right up my street. I think it's completely what I, I would love to read. I think these two do a really good job. Um, I haven't seen the film, um, but for me, this is just... And the music, the soundtrack, that's something else I need to say. The soundtrack, I really enjoyed the soundtrack. It's really fun. It's done in a way that Netflix it feels like a big production. Um, it, it feels... Um, you're kind of living the moment and it's exciting and you, and you can imagine the emotions she's going through and how different these two people are. I, I actually really enjoyed the first episode and it's made me want to read the book. What did you think, Ian? I enjoyed it. wasn't particularly expecting to and I haven't read the book and I didn't see the Anne Hathaway film. 14 episodes is quite a lot though, <laughs> I have to say. But yeah, <laughs> episode one, I really enjoyed it and Leo Woodall, was in the white lotus and it's very much seems like this is really launching him as a lot of stuff in the in the sunday supplements interviews with him um he looks i think he looks sort of like the sweet spots between damon Albarn of blur and chris hemsworth he's very good looking and he and he's well cast he's sort of <laughs> he's the posh boy and they're at Edinburgh Uni and and sort of Edinburgh is one of those unis where posh people who couldn't get into Oxbridge go isn't it and they're at it looks like a sort of may ball it's their graduation ball and they just get chatting and yeah as you say they end up back at hers and it's really convincingly done that it's not forced it's not super saccharine that they're both a bit awkward you know um and they're from different backgrounds and in fact um his parents turn up the next day in a jaguar and his dad is played by um Tim McInerney, of course, who was in Blackadder and has been in a Richard Curtis movie. And this has got a little, a touch of the Richard Curtis romantic vibe about it. But 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 I still felt it's very naturalistic, very believable. 
And it's a it's a clever idea, isn't it? Just checking in with them on one day of the year and then going forward through science. So really interesting. And it's going to be, yeah, I, I mean, challenging as well, mm. I imagine, for them to play those characters just changing slightly year by year by year. So, um, yeah, I did enjoy it, actually. I thought it was, and I thought both leads were very, very good in their role. We're turning the clock back next, Hannah. Over on Alibi, arriving on Wednesday, the 7th of February, it's the return of the Victorian crime drama Miss Scarlet and the Duke. And here's a clip. You are good. Detective Eliza, very good. And whatever happens from here, you'll find a way to make it work. You always do. You're just saying that so that I pay for dinner tomorrow evening. I wasn't aware that we were due to dine. Well, the last Wednesday of every month we dine and that just happens to be tomorrow. Series four, I think, for this one. Um, I went back in the day. I went over to... It used to be shot in Ireland. And I went over to chat to them on set uh, just outside Dublin. And it seems to have... I think it struck a chord internationally because it keeps getting renewed. And I suspect it's one of those British shows that just really get... It really sells well into other territories Anyway, it's um, it stars Kate Phillips as Eliza Scarlett, who is a private detective, and Stuart Martin, who was in uh, Jamestown many years ago. He plays William Duke Wellington, who is uh, well, he's from Glasgow, but he's a London detective policeman um, in the Victorian era. So. It's a sort of will that it, I guess it's kind of like the you could say it's like the Victorian uh, version of moonlighting because there's a very much a will they won't they uh, romance between the two. They've actually known each other since childhood, but yeah, it's very will they won't they. It looks great. I mean, the costumes are fantastic, and then they have these unusual sort of cases from the London Victorian London underworld. Um, starting with this new series starts with uh, an alleged burglary and shooting at a at a high class brothel and as we rejoin uh, eliza has taken over a rival detective agency called nash and sons but that's not going particularly well what's notable it's always good this i think it's really well written it's really well great production values um in this new series they're going to have a sort of origin story episode because back in the day eliza's father who was like a sort of cutting edge forensic type detective who kind of taught her the ropes and inspired her to go into you know crime solving he took young william in when he was a young lad who came down from glasgow so we're going to go back 12 years to when he arrived at their home and yeah just basically see what happens and and certainly we're when he turns up, he's he's not particularly well-mannered and she is not hugely impressed. So I'm invested in this because, you know, I, you know as I, I did go and see them on set and they're both delightful and, and really good actors, I think, as well. And they get good guest cast and so on. And So I am invested in this, but I think it's great and I'm really pleased that it's doing so well and it keeps coming back and I hope it, I hope it continues to. Um, is this one for you, Hannah? I 
quite like it because, of course, this is two women, isn't it? And it's kind of frowned upon to a degree. You know, it should be men running investigations, shouldn't it? it should, what, what are these pesky women doing here? Um, and I quite like that sort of that element to it. Um, I, I, I think it's done. It's done very well. I mean, there's, we've talked so much, haven't we, about you know crime dramas and there seem to be so many around but I don't know this this has got sort of something it's very authentic something a bit different mm. about it um and I, I I like the way the characters work together um so yeah I I I, I enjoyed it and I, as I say this is the, the, the women power there yeah I'm all for it okay we're going to finish on prime video with a new reality show which arrived on Wednesday the 7th of February. It's called Hot Mess Summer, and here's a clip. Welcome to the Greek island of Xanti. A perfect paradise. Home to some of the most astonishing parties on the planet. And some of the biggest liabilities that always take things a bit too far. Yeah, I mean, Rylan Clark, I mean, he's just a superstar, isn't he? He's just so good, I personally think, as a presenter. You know, if the autocue goes down, it just doesn't matter to someone like him. And, and, and my goodness, TV execs must love knowing that because he just takes centre stage right from when he burst onto the stage on The X Factor. And here he is now with his very own show. Um, there's six episodes, and this is the first season. It's Hot Mess Summer is what it's called, and it's based in on the Greek island of Zante. Um, now, I must, I'm going to caveat this, because I pretty much was going to love it because Rylan was presenting. Although, having said that, after watching the first episode, the people annoyed me so much that I was really struggling with it. So I'm just going to say that right away. Um, so... So many reality shows, we all seem fairly addicted to them again. Um, there are eight um, members of the British public. They're party animals and they go off to this Greek island and they think it's just fun in the sun. They just think they're living the dream. But in fact, they're not. They've been sent out there by friends, by family, um, because they've had enough and they need to they need to mend their ways. They're behaving really badly. And you see this footage of, you know, just general drunken... Um, behaviour and not wearing an awful lot and um, what have you. And I, I guess the, their friends have just had enough of them. So instead of them being guests at this very busy pool bar on the island, if not the busiest bar, um, they're the staff. They've got to be polite. They're not allowed to drink on the job. Um, they can't be chaotic. They need to make cocktails for other people. They need to cater for the VIPs. They even need to clean the toilets. And that's when the wheels really do come off because no one wants to do that, particularly this gang of people who are just so cross that anybody would have sent them out there to do that. They're just absolutely fuming that they turn on each other. I mean, it's classic reality TV, you know. They turn on each other, they're nasty, and everybody watches it. But it's, it's completely chaotic. Um, there is a cash prize. Of course there's a cash prize. Um, why else? And can they just kind of hold it together? Who's going to win? Will they Will they be able to work together? Will they be able to run this bar? Will they be able to do it properly? And I guess that's what, they, what we're trying to find out. But I'm, I'm, I have to say... They are pretty obnoxious at times. They really, really are. But Rylan, as always, narrating it, being part of it is, um, yeah, the, the best part, I'd say. Ian, what did you think? Love Island meets The Apprentice. 
possibly. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what you would imagine from just the brief description that we gave it last week when we trailed it. I do, There was an interview with, with Rylan in, in the papers this weekend, and he's an interesting character because, I mean, I think his outburst on X Factor when he was selected to go to the judge's house or whatever was one of the most mm. toe-curling, embarrassing <laughs> performances I have ever seen on TV. So I've never been that keen. It was interesting reading his story, that the breakup of his marriage and how he had a nervous breakdown. And he has, you know, he's also suffered quite a lot of... Um, homophobic attacks on social media so he's a survivor Rylan and I gotta say I think he's he has dialed down this massively over-the-top flamboyant persona and much the better for it I would say he's really dialed it down in this and it works really well and he is engaging you know I think he's a bit marmitey Rylan um, for sure but yeah (laughs) it's not a great advert for the younger generation (laughs) I would say this i mean they're immediately jumping into bed with each other each of them like one of them describes himself he's the player and then there's the guy who always gets in fights you know they're an absolutely great selection of humanity and of course it's all gonna it's all gonna kick off big time and there's there's, there's this bar owner trying to teach them how to do the job and as soon as his back is turned they're necking the booze so yeah it's gonna be absolute carnage and i thought it would i i knew exactly what it was going to be like it was, and it was perfectly entertaining and, and fine. So if you like Love Island and that kind of thing, this will be right up your street. Now, Hannah, we've got to that time where we find out what you've been binge-watching on for the past week. So please reveal all. Um, went to see Wonka. Uh, absolutely brilliant. But also, while I was folding the washing, I stumbled across undercover cops. And about two hours later, with the washing all folded, there was me still sat there watching it <laughs> on repeat. Oh, well, I say on repeat, just you know, back to back, literally binge watching. So brilliant. I absolutely love it. Um, alongside another one that came on shortly after, which was people that went into other houses where they weren't paying their rent anymore and there's this complete abuse and just you know one of those afternoons i spent thoroughly enjoyed it on netflix i've been watching this a couple of sports documentaries actually there's a really good one about nascar which i guess is sort of well it's america's big motor racing sport where they where they do 500 laps around an oval circuit that's worth checking out and of course on e4 below deck down under uh, has started and I've been hugely enjoying that. Now we've just got time to look ahead to next week's offering. So what are we going to be reviewing, Hannah? Well, brilliantly, Clarkson, May and Hammond are back to recreate a classic race across the Sahara as the Grand Tour returns on Prime Video. And another star from the White Lotus, Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, she's great. Well, she plays a fortune teller in the comedy drama Life and Beth on Disney Plus. So, very much looking forward to those and much, much more. But in the meantime, listeners, keep watching.